Hello, this is Michael Fanning with the Windermere Coaching Minute. This is our short-form podcast where we'll be interviewing Windermere agents who bring creative ideas, power strategies, and successful routines to light, all in creating epic client service and work-life balance. Enjoy the podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everyone. This is Michael Fanning with the Windermere Coaching Minute. This is our uh, weekly podcast where we uh, talk to Windermere agents who bring creative ideas, power strategies, and successful routines to light. And I'm delighted today to have Corey Whitaker with us. Corey, how are you? Doing great. Thank you. And I have to tell you, Corey, you've been on before and uh, you got a, you got some of the most listens we've ever had. So uh, maybe uh, uh, maybe I'm, I'm asking you back because uh, a little bit on my side is people love to hear you. So number one, but maybe I also, all our relatives. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm selfishly having you back so we can. But my point is, uh, is that you have a lot of uh, great stuff to share. And we're also you're also one of the stories we tell in Ninja. So for the listeners that are here because we have people with Windermere that may know you, some may not, and also listeners that aren't with Windermere that may not have a clue who you are. So I just want to let everybody know, Corey is a sh- 10 years with Windermere now. Was that, is that as of this year, 10 years? 2021. 2021. Yep. And, and you got started in 2005. And yep. uh, the story that we tell about Corey is uh, from about 2011 until up until to this time, Corey, your income went from like in the 200s, well above the a million, the million dollar mark. And you did that by implementing some strategies and some systems that allowed you to have phenomenal success. And we should give some credit to uh, your broker, Lena Mall, for having a building a structure and environment that you work in that's pretty amazing as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the reason why I wanted to have Corey on today uh, for everyone is that, you know, we all face challenges. I think as human beings, none of us, I haven't, have you ever met a perfect person, Corey? Cause I haven't. No, no I have not. <laughs> so um, my point is, is that you had some adversity this year, uh, yet you still did. And I believe the numbers over 70 plus transactions this year, correct? Correct. Yeah. yeah. 71. Yeah. 71. So, so first of all, maybe tell us a little bit about um, some of the things that happened to you uh, this year. And then, and then we'll get into how you've, you got past it. Okay. Well, um, I've, I've recently learned that I'm kind of accident prone. (laughs) 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 It's yeah, it's kind of starting to add up. I was, uh, jumping from a boat in Anacortes this summer to tie up the lines. And I went from jumping vertically to landing diagonally on my face. And, um, I must have hit a cleat or something on the boat and I just landed on my face and uh, broke my jaw, actually shattered it and um, some teeth and detached my retina. 
didn't have a scratch on any other part of my body. So my face took the whole impact and, um, yeah, it was scary. I ended up in the ER there and later in Harborview for the surgery, one of the surgeries. And, um, it was, it was, you know, a big deal. It was scary. I'm, I'm grateful that it wasn't worse. I mean, it, I, I could have had a head injury, you know, a spinal right, right. injury, but thankfully it was just, um, some bones and my eye and teeth and things like that. And honestly, I mean, it, it hurt for a while, but not very long. I wasn't on pain medication for very long. It was just more an inconvenience and time to heal all that. Right. Well, and also too, you had had a detached retina before that happened, right? Yes, then, that was just spontaneous. And then I fell. So I would already had one surgery. And then with the fall, it was two more eye surgeries and a jaw surgery. And I loved it. Before we got on, you said that you were actually talking to one of your clients with your jaw wired. I mean, I don't know how you talk with your jaw wired shut, but somehow you did it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. It. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm still grateful that I got grace from people because, you know, I would get a phone call and, you know, current talks like this and I was able to get through that my mouth was wired shut, but I wasn't on any pain medications. I was just as sharp as ever. I just sound a little funny, but I would still love to meet with them. So that's kind of what happened all summer and I couldn't drive all summer. So my husband drove me around. My stager drove me around. Um, I Ubered to a couple of appointments where everybody else was busy. So um, yeah, we just made do. So here's my question. So there'd be a lot of people that they would go through this and it would definitely bring their business to a screeching halt. And then they would probably make excuses and say, well, I had a dismal 2021 because you don't understand what happened to me, but it was horrible and horrendous. And I'm just hoping that I can get back on my feet. So what type of mindset do you need to have for you to say, well, this happened, could have been worse. I'm still going to do my business. I'm still moving forward. I mean, how do you do that? You know, I, you just do it. I mean, I, I think that's how I landed, ended my last podcast with you, with you was just do it. I mean, it's, what am I going to do? Sit around and, and moan, you know, and whine. I love my clients. I love working and serving them. I had a lot on the go at the time when that happened and I just, you know, did it day by day and, um, you know, took breaths and, um, you know, I had such great support one with my husband, of course, who thankfully was a teacher and had all summer off to be able to help, but my team, Lynette and Rory, and of course, Lena and the staff and my colleagues at Windermere North. I mean, so many offers to help, you know, so much backup, really, it, it's amazing that, that I ended up with my best year ever with that going on, because it did slow things down, but everything still got done. Right. And I also know, and you did also in 2021, you did have a phenomenal vacation. I mean, didn't you go to Italy too? And yeah, yeah, actually it was, was, it was, yeah, it was Italy and, and Austria. But it was this year. Let's see what is it? No, it was it was last year. Sorry. Yeah, it was last year. I was gonna oh, say I saw, I yeah. saw your great photos. You looked yeah, like you were having right. a, we went to, yeah, a terrific time. Yes. Right. And then Austria. So it was yeah, and that was after the accident, after getting COVID. 
and then going. And that was something we had planned. And thankfully, we were still allowed to travel and and make it happen. Make it happen. You just make things happen. Yeah. So so here's my question. So obviously, when these things happen, I mean, obviously, there's stress, there's anxiety going on and and those types of things. So what is your go to for staying calm? I mean, how do you just look at the situation and go, you know what, calm down, I can let me get through this. I mean, if you were giving advice to these people listening, who maybe have situations happening in their life that are similar to difficult times, I mean, what do you do to calm down and just maintain and keep the anxiety low? Well, I don't keep it low, but I can bring it down when it's crazy. <laughs> I try to keep it low. And that's a lot of organization and systems and planning. And that's, so that's good. But when it does get crazy and I can feel my blood pressure rising and I'm short of breath and feeling overwhelmed, then I just literally take a breath, stand up, take a breath, walk around, a little fresh air play with my dog. If I'm at home office, just, just take a minute, you know, walk away from the computer, my phone and just breathe. Yeah. And, you know, I got this, what's my priority. You know, it's really, I've always lived with the concept of it takes what it takes, which is nothing else matters, but my next move, what mm-hmm. am I going to do next? And what's the most important thing that needs to happen next? So I resort my priorities, think about who's waiting to hear from me, who has a deadline, and then focus on that. And just one thing at a time. I mean, there's a zillion sayings, inch by inch, or how do you eat an elephant a bite at a time? Right. Well, it sounds like you just shift your mindset, like Trevor talks about in the book, uh, to neutral. Just say, hey, what can I control right now? Yeah. Right? Yeah. My next move. Yeah. And let me ask you this. So reference groups, I think are important as well. Who are your go-to people that, you know, that when things get really tough, you go, Hey, I need like five minutes. Can you just talk me down off the ledge? Um, I'd say Lena. Okay. Yeah. Um, when it's really bad, I will call her for perspective. Um, and she's great at talking me off the ledge and blowing some wind into my sails. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you just, you just feel depleted some days and, um, but most of the time it's, it's just a few minutes for me to shake it off mm-hmm. um, and then get back to work. You get back to and work. I'm easily distracted. And next thing you know, it's three hours later and it's all good. Right. It's all good. And I, I heard something the other day that said, you know, uh, if you think it's bad, but you can take five minutes and think, well, what could be worse? And if there is something that your brain can come up that it's worse, then it's not so bad. So let's be grateful where we are. Oh, there's always something that's worse. Right. And I remember once hearing when I was had young kids and and I was begrudging that I had to haul them around all the time and that I interrupted work. And I listened to a speaker that said, think about that thing that's holding you back and then ask yourself, what would it be if you didn't have that thing? And I thought well, I want my kids to play sports. I want them to go to birthday parties. I don't want them not to do those things. And the only way to do them is for me to get them there. So of course I'm going to do it. And I just, just changed my mind about it. I was then grateful to be able to take them to gymnastics and soccer and friends' houses. Yeah. You shifted your perspective, right? Just change your perspective of, I love it. I think uh, Dr. Wayne Dwyer says, change the way you see things and the things you see change. Yes. Right. 
Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So shift the perspective. So here's a here's a here's a good, another question for you. So uh, a lot of people that have the success and hit the level that you hit, um, and sometimes we call it self sabotage. Sometimes thinking is where all of a sudden we say, "But what if this doesn't continue?" But what do you get the what ifs? I do. I do. How do you deal with them? Oh gosh, it's crazy. You think after all this time, I mean, almost 17 years in the business now and where I am. And I still think, oh my gosh, I mean, this last December and January have been crickets for me. <laughs> so quiet. And yet the year overall was bonkers. And I see it on my whiteboard. It's coming. Mm -hmm. But December and January have been crickets. And then after the accident this summer, I think, oh my gosh, I, I wonder if I didn't get back to people. Are people, are people going away? And I still think stuff like that. And I just have to, once again, stop myself and uh, remember that um, I have a process and I trust my, my process and it's always produced for me. I continue to, you know, give and consult and work the systems and I know the business will come. And then I say, if I did even half the business, would I be okay? And right. the answer, of course, is yes. So get over it stop talking and start working. Well, I love what you said, because I think that I think for the listeners, I think the big takeaway is this is so many times what we'll do is we'll focus on the what ifs and the fear. And what if this all goes away, as opposed to stopping for a second, again, going back to that neutral thinking and saying, okay, wait a second, how did I get this business to begin with? Oh, that's right. My processes and my actions and my commitment to consistency, which we'll talk about in a minute. Have I been doing that? Well, guess what I have. So guess what's going to happen? It's just, I'm just, I'm in, I'm in front of it. It's going to hit me here in a minute. I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing. Yes. Um, and so many people, what they do is instead of doing that, they'll allow themselves to spiral out of control with the what ifs. And then what they, they, do is they manifest they, the opposite. Yeah. And they spend, or they spend so much time. I mean, I know I could right now um, start doing open houses again to be busy. I could do what I did in the early days. I would look up, you know, new listings in my area and, of houses where the agent wasn't holding it open and I could hold it open. I know I could do that. And I know open houses always resulted business for me, but I know it's coming. And yep. instead of freaking out and doing more work, I'm trying to keep things balanced. So I'm just continuing to work my systems and not overwork and freak out and do, you know, burn the candle at both ends again. Well, and I said, some, uh, somebody said to me the other day, said, I also find it to be, I'm grateful for it because it gives me a little bit of time to tweak my systems and my processes and take a oh, better look at what I'm doing to say, hey, is there any changes we need to make? Right now, let's take this quiet and turn it into productive, uh, you know, time to just say, hey, do we have everything ready to go? When, when, when the wave hits, are we prepared? Yep. We're yep. doing all that. We're very organized. We've refreshed our seller and buyer packets. We've refreshed our marketing. My office is clean. I mean, we're ready. We're ready. We're ready. <laughs> which, which leads me to the readiness. And so you were so kind and such a giver to, uh, to, to pass this on to me, your business development flow and marketing farm. And there's some key things in here that I just, I, I wanted to just kind of go over because I think that, um, I think in this business, sometimes we can complicate, uh, thinking about way too many things to be successful. I also think we, we chase the shiny objects or we look at an agent who's doing something that's really successful. And then we think, oh my gosh, I've got to go do that too. Right. And we go in way too many directions. And so I love the simplicity 
and some of the direct, uh, how direct you are in some of these statements. And I thought maybe you could just give us some insight and I bring these up. So the very first page, it's just two pages. And the very first page, is, the first word it says survive. And, and just kind of, if you could explain this to me, it's an unapologetic extreme focus. If it doesn't directly impact my income or benefit my family, the answer is, and I love it in capital letters, no. <laughs> yes. And that's, that was my philosophy building my business in the very beginning, because I had young kids. I, you know, I was the primary earner and would like many completely pulled in so many different directions, feeling guilty that I wasn't the class mom or going to the auction or, or whatever. And so when I boiled it down to those two priorities, it made decision-making very easy. And that I was able to think that way this summer too, when now I'm in a, a bit of a crisis mode and I really just need to survive it. I need to, I'm not enhancing or building my business right now. I'm responding to the need and I'm surviving this time. So it goes back to those two things is if it doesn't directly impact my business or benefit my family, then the answer is no. no. And I love it. It gives you some really good guardrails for decision-making. It does. And it's I think a lot, a lot of people, how easy it is when yeah, and a lot of people don't have guardrails, right? It's just, it's just yes to everybody. And I, I think Larry says you either on demand or in demand. And I think the power of saying no puts yeah. you in demand and doesn't make you on demand. Yes. Right. It's, it's different that way. Yes. Um, and then, so the next bit words on the page, I mean, you have grow, which is a lot of great stuff in here in terms of just uh, the people you want to serve, but I love the other one, maintain and thrive. And it says, serve the people I want to serve and refer others. So it's not letting them go, but you're capitalizing on referral business. Talk to me a little bit about that one. Yeah, that's been, that's been a, a great part of my business and it's just grown over the years where, um, I've connected with good agents outside the area and send people to them. I let my people know that I can help them around the world, really. Right. Um, but I can find them a good quality top producer that is going to take care of them versus them just getting there and meeting someone at open house, say. And so that has been a nice referral. And then letting people know where I work and where my sweet spot is and they refer business to me. And so, um, you know, I haven't had anyone who's terrible to work with. I would feel bad referring someone who's just awful, right. but I wouldn't actually, I would, I don't know what I would do then. I probably, I did have a case where it was kind of scary and I, she just went away. So that was good. Um, but no, it's, I, it's something I would actually like to do more of because people are transitioning so much these last two years and we all know so many people that have retired early and have left the area or are moving to their second homes just lots of transition and people going outside of our area so it's a perfect time to deepen those relationships with other agents well and i i, I agree with you in fact in our coaching we say uh, your highest income in income producing hour or activity you can do is referral business because if you really think about it, I mean, I a phone call. <laughs> you make a phone call, you refer, right? And you're getting paid on that transaction. And so, but I do think that there's a lot of real estate agents that have blinders on and they don't hear the opportunity or seek the opportunity to write it down because it's happening around them, but they're not even aware of it, right? Right. And I think too, that we want 
to grow our business so much that it's hard to think about giving some of it away. But I think it's important to do that when it's outside your area because you, one, may not do as good a job because you don't know the area as well, as well, I'll say. I mean, we can all get the data, but that gut instinct that you know, yes, like the back of your hand isn't there. And, and, it, and it's far away. So you're traveling to and from there. And it, it just seems to me a, a better use of your time to refer someone outside of your area and focus on your area. Do, right. do more in your area and refer when someone's outside rather well, than onto them. I'll give you an example too. I've got to believe that you have a substantial relationship in the markets you serve in the Northern Seattle area with other fellow agents, as opposed to a Tacoma agent coming up here and representing a buyer and negotiating with that buyer with agents that they don't know who that person is. Mm -hmm. And I think we underestimate the power of the, the internal relationships in our organization, in our industry, if you will, of agent to agents that goes on to say, hey, you know what, if I have somebody who's going to negotiate on my behalf, I want them to be well-liked and well-known and well-respected in that market that they serve. I agree 100%. There has been, you know, there have been cases where people, you know, we may not be the strongest offer, but people know me, like me, trust me, know that I'm going to be a straight shooter. And, you know, they may coach me to a winning winning offer. And right. that just wouldn't happen if they didn't know me or I didn't have a good reputation. Right. Exactly. And so when you're representing a client, right, and you're going to refer them, same thing. Hey, let's get you somebody that has high reputation down there, really trustworthy, that's going to give you the service you need, because that comes back to benefit you in a big way. Yeah, it's yeah. really, it really is an area that, that we all, you know, could be looking at more. And I, I, that's the one thing I've, I've added. I'm trying, I try not to add because what I'm doing is working. It's very simple. It's straightforward. You know, I don't keep adding and, and yet this year it did make the list to <laughs> keep in my contacts with other agents because there is so much movement. It really makes sense. So I'm going to give that a little more time this year. And there is, and I have to tell you, I've never had so many requests for agents in other areas that I've ever had uh, in this last year. Um, I mean, you know, because people are moving, people are, are, are going different places. And so, you know, COVID's made that happen. Uh, industry changes, that type of thing has made that happen. Yeah. Um, so then the, on the second page you have, I love this, you have what and a question mark, and I'm just going to read this and we can talk about it. it says, I don't need to reinvent the wheel or keep adding. Uh, this works and the more systematic, the better, uh, frees up time for the brain space. Key ingredient is, and this is the key one, just do it, take action. But here's the other one, consistency and authenticity. Yes. Um, tell me about that. I mean, I, and I, and I love that. I totally agree with that, but what does that mean to you? Well, that's really the magic, um, is it's, it's, there are so many agents that are doing really cool things. I mean, this is, I would say pretty, pretty basic. I mean, not, you know, it's not basic, but it's a, it's a print and a digital touch every month. It's a few client events. It's advertising in my local market, you know, volunteering locally for that community awareness. So it's not really 
crazy. It's, it's pretty basic. And I have to rein myself in all the time from not continuing to add to it because I know I can do this. I keep doing it. It's working. It is a set it and forget it. If anything, I've gotten to a point now where I literally have to go back to my teammates and say, how are we still doing that? Because <laughs> it's, it's, it's a machine. I mean, it's a, right. it's a well-oiled machine and that allows me to be with the people, walk through houses, research, do the things that I need to do. Everything else is being taken care of and it's already done. It's, it's already done for the whole year. You yeah. know, it's, it's done. So now we just get to work it. I agree. And I, and the other one is this, and we talked about this before we jumped on this podcast is uh, the word authenticity. And here's, here's just my observation. You can tell me what you think, but I see Agents that maybe their business isn't where they want it to be, and they see somebody else doing something, so they, well, that works for them, so guess what? I'm going to go do it, but they're not doing it with their heart. They're not doing it with passion or compassion, and it's not authentic to them, but they try to do it anyways, and it doesn't, it fails, Um, and we can see that happen, and I think that, you know, just because somebody else is doing it and making it work, and they're having great success with it, you got to also play into the other ingredient of passion and authenticity, and if it's not you, why are you doing it? Yeah, I, I, that's a little pep talk for myself often because there's such a, such a push in social media and video and reels and it's just not my thing. I mean, I'm trying to get off of social media. I don't want to spend hours there. I don't need to see my face, you know, daily and, and it's, it's fun and cool for, for many, but, um, I've had to reel myself in from that often because there's lots of talk about doing more video, you know, getting your face out there and letting people get to know you by being on social media. And it's just not really my thing. And I think, I mean, of course I have a social media manager. She posts our listing or pending or closes some testimonials. And we have, we have a presence, but um, I'm not going to give it a bunch of time. My time is better spent somewhere else with the people who are my kind of people that aren't really watching that stuff. So, right. Well, and I, and I think it, it's so true. I, I know that um, I can get caught up in, you see somebody, oh my gosh, they're doing reels now, or they're doing TikToks and should I be doing TikToks? And, you know, <laughs> but do I want to do them? And maybe I don't. And wait a second, what I've been doing is working fine. Let's just stick with what I know. And okay. let's just, and going back to then the second word is the, I think the other thing is consistency. Cause I do know in our industry, we have a lot of people that jump around and try this, try this, try that, but they don't stay consistent. Yes. Right. Yes. And that's it, there, that I apply to the logic of, I, you know, probably overthink some of my choices, like, like with um, ARRs, you mm-hmm. know, I resisted those for the longest time because I didn't feel like I should start something that I didn't know if I could do every year and who was I going to do it to. And, how that was going to grow with my business growing. And so I just didn't do it. And of course, now we can talk with Larry and the the group about, you know, it may not have to be annual. It could just be a check-in and do it when you have time so that you're not setting yourself up to a schedule. And that feels a lot more comfortable right? because I don't want to start something and not finish it. Right. And for people listening, when she says ARRs, that's annual real estate reviews. 
that we talk about. And absolutely. And I think that even when we're doing coaching, I say, hey, you know, these are things you should do, but you've got to do them that are authentic to you. It's like phone calls. Some people say, well, I don't like to make phone calls every day. Great. So can we take two days a week where you make your phone calls? Oh, I can do that. Fabulous. Let's just see if we're consistent with our activity. Mm-hmm. You let me know what's going to be comfortable for you, but then let's have consistency in doing it. Yeah. Yeah. And long-term yeah. consistency. Mm-hmm. So, so what, so, uh, so what's on the plans for 2022? How, I mean, what, what's, what's the excitement? What are things that are going on in your, in your, in your life list, in your business for 2022? Well, my life list is getting really long. Um, I keep adding to it. Um, well, for, uh, I've had on my list for a couple of years to uh, take my daughter to Borneo and we're going to do it this year. Oh my gosh, that's going to yeah. be fun. Yeah, we're going to do that in May. She graduates from college and we, we love animals. And we were talking about if you could see any animal in the wild, what would it be? And she said orangutans. And apparently that's where they are. In, in Borneo. In Borneo, in Malaysia and Indonesia areas. So that's what we're going to do. So that's going to be fun. And um, trips are already planned to fun places and, you know, annual events are already planned so that now my business can fill in and work around those things. You know, long are the long gone are the days where we replace those things with business. Now we work around our business with those personal trips and they're already established. And, you know, I, I want to continue to maintain my income and like most people, maybe even inch it up a little bit. Yeah, exactly. But I'm going to well, do that by serving more people. Yes. Yes. Well, and also, and, and getting creative with your referral business. But I think the, 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 the big takeaway for me from this talk today for people listening is number one, um, is that we all have challenges in our life, right? Nobody's, nobody, nobody gets at, away from that. I mean, things are going to happen. The question is, you have a mindset and a system and a process in place so that when those tough times come, you can weather the storm, right? Which you did. The other one is just knowing what your boundaries are and knowing when it doesn't meet your needs, when you are able to mentally walk away from it and say no, right? And just not have it, you know, take over your life. Uh, And then the other one is, you know, you got a plan. And, and you put a plan together. And I know that you had said uh, that if people want to get a, a copy of that plan uh, and I'll put it in the show notes for them to email you. Right. And right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm happy to share it. It's I, I was asked to be part of a mastermind group um, this past year. And that was, was the request is that I share my business development flow and farm marketing plan. And so I pulled together a really simple two-page document that you've mentioned and I'm happy to share it in word and people can just take whatever they want and add in their stuff and use it. Well, that's uh, such a go-giver. And I always love that you're always willing to help others. I think, you know, and that also contributes a lot to success. The more you give, the more you receive. And, uh, and I also want to just say, Hey, congratulations on 10 years. And so is there another 10 years in your, in your career? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. I've decided 10 more years, at least it's 10 more years with Windermere North and, um, almost 17 in the business. So I figure 10 more years, I'll be 66. I'm 56 now. So I think I got that in me and, um, and we'll see maybe longer. Yeah. Maybe longer. I love Mm -hmm. it. Well, hey, Corey, thank you so much for taking the time today. I so appreciate it. And uh, for those of you listening, um, if you'd like to get uh, that um, 
that business plan uh, from Corey. I will put in the show notes uh, the way to contact you. It's is, is it's Corey at Windermere.com or? Corey Whitaker at Windermere.com. Corey Whitaker at Windermere.com. So I will put that in the show notes. And uh, for those of you listening, if you liked what we do, please share it, pass it along, give us a rating. Again, we just want to thank you for taking the time today. And Corey, again, congratulations on your 10-year anniversary. Thank you. Thank you. All right, everybody. Hey, uh, be awesome and help somebody and make it a great day. We want to thank you for taking the time to listen to our podcast. If you found this content interesting, please feel free to share it and give us a rating. Also, if you're a real estate agent with an epic idea and you're doing something great to create great client service or work-life balance, or maybe both, please reach out to us at fanning at windermere.com. And we always end our podcast by saying, be awesome and help somebody and make it a great day.